Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. And it's a really deep uh, topic, so I'm going to try to touch on a few things today because, I mean, we could be here for hours discussing uh, getting our, our thoughts captive and, um, you know, taking control of them, what the Bible says. So we're going to go through a lot of uh, scripture today, but you can write it down. You can go and study it out later. But I just started thinking last week about um, the mind being the battlefield. Then I had Jordan Sparks' song. <laughs> I know I think she's singing about love, but, you know, the song's like, Battlefield, Battlefield. <laughs> I just kept thinking of this song running through my mind, talking about the battlefield of the mind. Because it is. It is something every day. Hey, Lauren, I hope you had a wonderful birthday. I saw that you guys went to Niagara. My nephews went up there uh, to Elmira, and you guys are having fun with Lilia. Um, and so, uh, happy belated birthday on the broadcast. Hey, Liz, good to see you. Penny. And so we're going to be discussing the battlefield of the mind today because it can control us in a serious way. And we have to make sure what that's controlling us is the right thing because we can take and hold thoughts captive and it can spiral us out of control. It can totally spiral us out of control. And so who actually needs to learn how to take their thoughts captive? You know, we might want to pinpoint somebody or a particular person or a particular group, but but at the end of the day, it's everyone. Me, Ted, you, my kids, Tiffany. <laughs> She's shaking her head yes every day. You know, uh, it's something every day when we wake up we have to work on and so there's all patterns they're all things that we need to improve on things will pop into our head daily hourly <laughs> every minute that um cause problems in our minds and then cause problems in relationships all right so in second corinthians 3 I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. I'm going to read till verse 5. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So we need to look at this. Okay, authority. That's going to come into play here. Authority because we're teaching ourselves. Like we're telling our thoughts, hey, that's not of God. That's not what he told me. That's not what his word says. That's not even anything that's ever happened before. And we're going to take it put a lid on it, lock the box, and, and not let it <laughs> open again. And that's what we do by telling. We have to tell our thoughts. No, I'm sorry, and I'm going to get into that in just a little bit, where you have a thought, and now we need to challenge it. We need to put it up against the Word of God. Well, 
what does the word of God say about this situation that I'm thinking? That's one of the things I'm going to go into in a little bit. But that's what we have to do with 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says we capture rebellious thoughts. We're going to capture them. We're going to tie them up. And we're going to throw them back to hell where they came from. So we're going to capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Just like you do with your children. You're teaching there's a training to our mind. There's a training to our spirit, man. There's a training that has to go on. And you're trained by everyday lifestyle of a Christian, by living out the word of God, operating in faith, reading the word of God, praying, spending time with him, having a relationship. Hey, Grace, I love you. It was so good to see you in Tampa. I wish I got to talk to you more. Um, but I heard we're coming back in January, so I'm always, always looking forward to spending time with you. Um, and so we have to teach them to obey Christ, just like anything else. We have to teach them to obey Christ. And how do we teach? With the Word of God. We got we to gotta put it up against the Word of God. Okay, so here are some thoughts I just decided to write down uh, that we all have to get rid of, that we all think of, that we all kind of battle all right, here's some thoughts that we'll go through. All right, out of control thought life. Out of control, just here, there, everywhere. All right, the past, dwelling on the past. You know, we can get that. <coughs> so sorry. We can get that, um, uh, the past stuck in our mind, and it's like an invisible prison. We're never going to get out of it. We're never going to be able to move forward. We're never going to be able to get past what's going on. And so these are some thoughts that, that trap us up. These are some thoughts that we need to hold captive. All right? Making negative assumptions about others. We got to get that out. That's so easy to do, especially in this social media-driven world and everything we see and every filter that's going on and everybody in the spotlight. All right? Self-defeating thoughts, thoughts about yourself, thoughts about, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not smart enough, I don't think I can do that, I'm not strong enough, I'm not, it, it, if you're starting with I'm not, and then you're doing a negative thought about you, that's a self-defeating thought that we need to hold captive. All right, fear of what others think, that is a big thing for people. Fear what other people think. They're always worried about what is she going to say? What is she going to think? What is she going to do about it? What is he? What is she? And so the fear of what others think. These are some thoughts I'm going over that we all have battled and that we're going to need to take captive of. And so the next one Anxious or fearful thoughts. So not even just fear of what other people think. Anxious or fearful thoughts. You know, moms battle that a lot. It's the what if. I call it mommy fear. It's never even happened before. And it's, it's not going to happen. And it's the what if. You know, my kids climb a tree all the time in the front of my house. Now, you know, and they go high. But I could be like, don't. Don't even climb that tree. Because... You're going to fall out of it. You're going to break your bones. You're going to do this. And it's like, 
They can't even climb a tree now because of the what if, the fear of falling out, the fear of them breaking something, the fear of, the fear of. And then now I've talked my kids out of going outside and having fun and like what kids do, climb trees and make forts and all that because of a mommy fear of my kids getting hurt. Well, just teach them to be careful. Teach them, hey, don't step on the very skinny branches. Don't do this. So don't go into fear mode. Don't go into, um, you know, uh, that's just pretty much it. Fear mode that's going to prohibit you from parenting properly or making decisions because it's something that never even happened. Teach. Simply teach. Push out the fear and then just teach. So, or anxious, fearful thoughts. Anxious. People do it for everything. I don't know. I'm getting, I, I am driving down the road. Shoot, I'm driving on a two-lane road. I'm driving on a two-lane road. And someone's going to hit me. Someone's going to run into me. Someone's going to veer off in my lane. You, you can't get into this, this thought life trapped in anxious and fear. Um, depressing thoughts. Okay. That's something that is like such a worldwide thing. I mean, I, I never heard this word so much as a kid growing up than I hear now, but it's a constant weight, this depressed, depressing, I don't want to get up, I don't want to do anything, I'm lethargic, I'm lazy, I don't feel like moving on in life, you know, and eventually people take their life because of depressing thoughts. It's a demonic thought, it's a demonic uh, feeling. It's from the devil. None of these thoughts that I'm going through that we are to take captive would be anything sent by our Savior. None of them would be. Because he already tells you that you can live in perfect peace in Isaiah 26 if you keep your thoughts on him, steadfast on him. Keep your thoughts on him and you live in perfect peace. Well, someone who's in perfect peace isn't anxious, they're not fearful, they're not depressed, they're not uh, worried about what other people are thinking of them. So you can already see right now that these are all lies of the enemy that we need to not fall prey to anymore, that we need to rise up and be like, listen, I'm bigger, I'm better, I'm more knowledgeable. I'm not going to be that Christian that's just saved and on their way to heaven and living a sucky life on earth, struggling all the time in every area. What kind of witness is that? Nobody will want anything to do with Jesus if you're a Christian who's just sucking life, <laughs> blowing hot air out. I don't know. It's just like so depressing. And, and the enemy has hold of you. All right. How about this? Women, I know that we have some men on because Tanner's on, but women, right, are so famous for doing this. Hi, Nona Jerry. I love her. I don't care what people say about me as long as I like my shoes. I'm God's child and I'm privileged. And that's right. She's a confident woman. And when I'm in my 70s like her, I'm wearing heels just like her. She's, she's my role model. Um, and here's another one. Women are famous for this. Replaying conversations and events in our head. I know guys do this, but I mean like this is something that we are just famous for. We replay things in our head over and over and over again. And when you replay things and you dwell on it, things grow and thoughts get added 
to the event. I'm telling you, it's like you replay it in your mind and then when you think about something, anyone else been there? Like you think about something again and it's always tweaked a little bit. Well then, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe her face was like this. Okay, now if her face was like that, maybe she's thinking this about me, okay? So it's like if we replay these events and things in our mind, it grows, it grows ugly, and it grows in a different direction. See, Grace said, I do that way too much. I need to stop that. Um, here's another one. Overthinking things to death. <laughs> Overthinking things, all right? Nothing's wrong with taking time to think about something. And nothing's wrong, obviously, because there's times where we take time to think about something. We've asked the Holy Spirit on it. But then it, here it is. It's like then we get to the point where we can't even make our mind up or make a decision on something because we overthink things to death. I mean, to the point where it's like, we, we can get in that trap and it's very dangerous because then you're completely pushing out the voice of the Holy Spirit. If it's going to be your mind and you overthinking things to death, then you're not even going to know what's the right decision because then you have the Holy Spirit thinking things. Uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, but your voice in your head is going louder and louder because now you're overthinking it. And then you get to the point where you make a decision and then you make a decision and you don't even know if it's the right decision because you're like, great, you know, because you, you just overthought it. You need to get it, get the voice of the Lord, make a decision, rip the Band-Aid off. I try to do this all the time, just with everything. You know, yeah, we're going to change our mind on stuff. Yeah, we're going to change different paint colors on the wall and you're like well I thought it was going to be that but you know that's different there's other decisions in life where we don't need to overthink it our mind will become a trap and then that's the voice that we hear the loudest back and forth back and forth and the Holy Spirit is moved out of the equation and then any other problematic thoughts you know I, I only listed a few things that I thought of but hey hey Lena um only a few things that I thought of, but there's stuff in our mind that we all are battling all the time. All right, so thoughts like that that I just mentioned can seem completely overwhelming, right? They can seem overwhelming, out of control, out of control. But we have to take the word out of control out of our vocabulary because it says, in 2 Timothy, what? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control or a sound mind. Okay? So he's given us the power to have self-control and a sound mind. So those thoughts are from the enemy, a few that I listed, and they will put us out of control. But as a Christian, we are to walk in self-control you know it's one of the nine fruit of the spirit and so when you are walking in self-control which i think is one of the most important ones to me i kind of put it up at the top um everything else is easier walking in love becomes easier walking in joy becomes easier walking in goodness becomes easier all of the other things faithfulness becomes easier because you are in control of yourself, control of what's going on. 
And so we know that we have to take that lie out, okay? A lot of us, we feel like those thoughts will um, overtake us and there's no way for us to have self-control and we're like, white flag, white flag, I just give up. And a lot of us just let our thoughts take control because we don't feel up for the challenge. We don't feel up for, and a lot of it is, is I'll get into it later, is, you know, uh, unbelief and you can get into the, the road of, um, of not, not having enough knowledge of the word of God, which I'll get into in just a little bit, but we've got to put, put away the white flag. We're not surrendering to nobody, okay? Christians don't surrender. One person you bow your knee to is your heavenly father. Only person you surrender to. Other than that, we don't surrender. There's no white flags we should be waving, ever, okay? We have a savior who leads us into victory, who's already won the battles, right? And so we, white flag is not in our vocabulary, white flag is not in our arsenal we don't have a white flag no christian should own a white flag so we're not going to give up we're just going to increase and grow better in the word of god and get control of our minds we absolutely can have control of our mind so that is a lie we just read in second timothy that we that god gives us gives us power love in a sound mind and self-control. So he's given it to us. He has showed us a way. And now we're going to utilize the tools. And so that's what's going to lead me into my first one is you are, okay, you are equipped to take every thought captive. You are equipped to take every thought captive. So we know that God never calls us to do something that he didn't equip, equip you with. He doesn't call you to do something and then leave you hanging. He doesn't call you to do something and then say, well, you're just out of luck. Hope you can figure it out. We don't have to try to figure out anything. He's given us all the answers in the word of God. We just need to go to our toolbox. Toolbox. Okay, I have a real toolbox and I have this, <laughs> I have this toolbox. This made me think of something that I had to do the other day. Um, cause my dad was out of town and I couldn't call him and ask him to come over. So I had to put my big girl work pants on and I had to fix something myself with my tools. And so remember, God never calls you to do something without equipping you. Um, in second Peter one, three, it says by his divine power, God has given us everything we need, everything you need for living a godly life, all right? A godly life is, let's uh, put next to it thought life, you know, like you would in parentheses, because you're thinking a godly life, you're gonna have control of your emotions, you're gonna have control of um, your thoughts, right? And so it says, we need for living a godly life, we have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So he has equipped you to be in control of your mind. So his word says we have everything we need, okay? So I had to fix my kid's sink the other day. 
I don't really think it was Teddy's fault because, you know, we recently bought a house and there were a few things that we've had to work on that previous workers did and I think botched some things. And so uh, Teddy just finished off what something was already botched <laughs> with the sink. He brought it to my attention that it needed to be replaced by breaking it. Okay, that's just, that's boys. Um, he's more curious than my girls ever were. And he felt like he was gonna be the Hulk and rip up the um, drain. I'm not even quite sure like he's really strong because he snapped this, he snapped this drain off. And so because he snapped it off, he caused a hole in the pipe, which didn't know until I came home from a trip and he's brushing his teeth the other night and I'm putting sheets on the guest bed, getting my in-laws room ready. And I hear mom, you know, and, and then Ted goes in and then I still hear mom, Carolyn. <laughs> Here I come into the bathroom, and apparently, because we didn't know the hole was there, guess where? All the water was going when the kids used their sinks for the last week. Yes, underneath. So, soaking wet towels, soaking wet everything. Uh, welcome to bedtime at the Shuttlesworth house. <laughs> I don't know why we can't figure out these things during the day, but we always find out these things when it's time to wind down for the night. Um, so I you know, started thinking, when I was writing this out, like I needed particular tools to fix this. I needed particular tools to fix the sink. And so he's equipped us with particular tools to keep our thoughts captive. He's, he's, he's equipped us, um, you know, and, and I, and then something happened when I needed to fix it and I needed some other tools and then I needed to kind of do something that I thought, oh Lord, I'm getting ready to have to take this entire sink off of the counter. Um, but I was able to think out of the box and come up with a plan, grab some other tools that weren't required when I started the job, but helped me fix the job. So I could have waved the white flag and said, forget it. Oh, just where's my dad? I'm gonna have to call somebody else. But no, I thought, you know what? Let me try it this way. I have other tools. I think it's gonna work. And so sometimes we get our thoughts in this, um, th they're overwhelming, they're too grand. I don't have anything that can fix this. I don't have the right tools to fix the thoughts that are going through my head. And so, we easily will give up. We'll give up a lot faster. But I'm going to show you some tools here um, that we can take our thoughts captive with. All right, we know that in Ephesians 6, 17 through 18, hey, Faith, good to see you, that we're talking about um, the armor of God. Okay, I'm not going to go through every bit of armor, but I am going to bring out uh, 16 through 18. I'm sorry, 6, 17 through 18. And it says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Okay, so... 
<coughs> excuse me, when you get up in the morning, the armor of God, hey Laura, the armor of God is not a suggestion to put on pieces. Like we're not going to say, well, probably today I just need the breastplate, so I'm going to slap that on and I'm going out for the day. Oh, nope, today shoes are good. I'm, st I'm staying in the house for the day. I don't need anything else uh, but my shoes, okay? And so we, we start to piecemeal and we start to think like that. We wake up, we put on a piece of our armor of God. We don't utilize the whole thing. But it says that we are to put on um, all of God's armor. If you back up to verse 11, put on all of God's armor. So what? So you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. So you see that all is there twice. Put on all. If you put on all, you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies. So if you put on some of the armor, you're only going to be able to stand firm on some of the strategies and then you're going to be taken out in other areas. So make sure you catch that when you're reading verse 11 and you're going through the armor because sometimes I feel like these things get taught in kids class so much that people who are Christians when they grow up, they're like, oh yeah, I know the armor of God. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. Okay, so we know these songs and you're like, okay, yeah, the armor of God, great, and move on. But it is so vital, vital that we take verse 11 into account. If you want to stand firm against all strategies of the enemy, we have to put on all the armor pieces, okay? And so uh, the first tool, and, and I only am I'm focusing on 17 and 18 for, for this particular broadcast, is the sword of the Spirit, right? And what is the sword of the Spirit? It is God's Word. It is God's Word, all right? So God's Word is truth, not our thoughts. So this is what he's equipped us with, the Word of God. This is the truth. This is not the truth. Truth not the truth, the thoughts. And so we have to remember that. We have to remember, you know, sometimes we will view our thoughts, and this is a mistake, and we've all done it, um, but we view our thoughts as facts, right? We, we can let our thoughts be the loudest voice all day long to us. It can be the loudest voice all the time. And that's what I brought up at the beginning when I said overthinking. You get to the point where it's just hearing your voice talk all the time in your head that you're going to disregard and you're not going to listen to the Holy Spirit's voice when God's speaking to you. And so we have a tendency to view our thoughts as facts. We will think a thought, right? And what does it do? It results in an action or a feeling. Hey, Uchenna. I'll see you this weekend, uh, results in a um, feeling and an action. And then what do we do? We start to believe the, those feelings and actions. We forget this and we start to believe the feelings and actions that have been a result of that bad thought. So now we're not taking it captive. We're forgetting the truth. We're going by our thoughts and it's a fact. 
when in all reality, it's not unless it was God's word. Okay, this is the only truth. That's why, you know, you've heard uh, Ephesians 6 and verse 10, it starts, Bonnie, the, the armor of God. But I read Ephesians 6, 17 and 18 is what I just read out of. And then verse 11 was when I talked about all, um, uh, all armor and all strategies. And so uh, we begin to believe what we think. So here's a question for you. Are you lining up what you think with God's word? Something that you guys might be battling right now, something that you guys are going through, something that you guys have, you know, your thoughts set on. Are you lining it up with the word of God? Are you lining up with the, with, with, with the word of God, with God's truth? Is that something that you're lining it up with? All right, that's the first tool. The second tool, if you look there in 17 and 18, is praying in the spirit. Okay, when you have a relationship with God, you pray in the spirit. He desires you to bring your um, troubles, your burdens, your issues to him. The Bible says, uh, uh, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. So when you have a thought that's weighing on you, when you have something you're trying to work out in your mind, when you have a fear and anxious feeling, a nervous feeling, when you have the different things, uh, I'm not good enough thought, when you have all those things, he's saying, listen, take all of that and give it to me. You don't need to be wearing that heavy jacket of burdens, of issues, of thoughts going on. Let's swap it out for the truth of God's word. When you pray in the spirit, you have a relationship. When you pray in the spirit, it's a heavenly language. It's between you and God. It's between you and your heavenly father. And so um, uh, praying in the spirit, Colossians 3, 2, think about the things of heaven, not about the things of earth. If we take on the thoughts of this earth, if we take on the mess, the crisis of this earth, if we take on the weight of the world, we've all heard of that saying, if we take on the weight of that, then we're going to feel a burden. It's going to bring us to a depressing state. It's going to bring us to fear and feeling anxious and not feeling like we're, we can make the right decision. It causes us to overthink. It causes us to second guess. If you line up what you need to get an answer for and a decision for with the word of God, you're going to get an answer every time. The Bible says all throughout of it, when you call, I will answer. So it's not like he has an unlisted phone number. It's not like he, you're going to ring and it's just going to ring and ring and ring and God's never going to pick up. Okay, so we need to put our mind on the things above. Heavenly thoughts. You can't be in um, anxiousness, nervousness, depression, uh, fear. Uh, you can't be in these things if your thoughts are on heaven. You can't. You can't be in, in that state of, I don't know what to do. You can't be in that state of uh, negative thoughts, the past, if you have your thoughts on heavenly thoughts. 
He says, that's where you need to be. You don't need to be on earth. You're not of that world. You don't need to be a part of that world. And if you're not of that world and you're not a part of that world and you're just visitors for a time, don't think like them. Don't have your thoughts on that. We are new creatures in Christ. Okay, so we need to put on the mind of Christ. That's why he says that we're going to you're going to function at an all time high if you operate on a high, if you operate in your heavenly thoughts, you're going to function at an all time high because there's only goodness that comes out of it. There's only goodness from your heavenly father. And so that was the second tool praying in the spirit. Third tool is the Holy Spirit. We know that with the Holy Spirit, <coughs> excuse me, with the Holy Spirit, it's what? It's the power. It's the driven force. Yes, you're going to go to heaven if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Yes, um, you are considered a Christian, but there's a difference when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And for me, it, it is a requirement. Uh, you're only going to get so high. You're only going to hit it so hard. But that power is going to cause you to break through to the next level. That power is going to cause you to do things that you couldn't do in your own ability. He's going to cause you to go higher. Uh, Mildred said, you are right. I'm struggling in this area. I have to change my thoughts to heavenly thoughts. That's right. It's something, Mildred, that we all are working on daily. Daily. We all have to do this. So the third tool is the Holy Spirit. It's the power behind the weapons we have of God's word and prayer. So the first one was God's word. The first tool that I mentioned, the second tool was praying in the spirit, just like it mentions in verse um, 18. And then the third is the Holy Spirit. It's the power that is behind the tool. It's like you have a power drill. It's not going to work without the giant battery pack and if it's charged. So there's two things there. You need the actual battery pack and you need the battery pack to be charged or you're going to have a hard time screwing in the screw to the wall. You're going to have to do it manually. It's a lot easier to have the electric one than it is manual. And so the Holy Spirit is the power behind these divine weapons that we use to stand firm against a thought life. All right? It, 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 it's the power. It's going to help you stand firm against a thought life that will deplete every goodness from you. It will suck you dry of everything good when your thought life takes over and you don't keep it on heavenly thoughts. You keep it on earth thoughts. And so... Remember, we're holding our thoughts captive. Some of those things I mentioned at the beginning, and a lot of you ladies, you know, I have guys on here too, you're like, yes, I'm like that. Yes, I've had that thought. Yes, that's something I'm dealing with all the time. But we are in, just like I mentioned at the beginning in 2 Corinthians, we are to train our thoughts. We are to hold it captive and tell them to obey. When you have a bad thought, you say, Nope, and that's what I'm getting ready to, to go into now is lining up with God's word. You say, nope, the word of God says this. Nope, I don't believe it. That's not my portion. Nope, that's not for me. And so we have to tell it, tell it to obey Christ, okay? And so the next thing is we take those thoughts 
and we're going to challenge the thoughts. We're going to challenge the thoughts that we want to take captive, okay? So not every thought we have is bad, but the thoughts that are not of God, we want to take them captive, and so we need to challenge them against the Word of God, okay? We have to identify them. So here's the story um, of Madeline. When we were in Italy, we were out walking the streets and we saw this guy playing an instrument. And so we stopped, you know, everyone's gathered around him. Well, Madeline was like to the right of me and there's some people around. And then Ted and I were here to the left. And it's like somebody like came up between us just to the point where Maddie couldn't see us anymore. This, this was a few years back. Um, couldn't see us anymore. And it threw her into an intense, scared feeling like I'm, I'm in, I have no idea where I am and I've lost my parents. And that's, that's frightening for anybody. And so that feeling became real to her. Okay, so that feeling became real to her. And then it was a feeling that stayed. Now that feeling has overtaken her thoughts, okay? So now this feeling where she wasn't lost, right? It's the what if, could have thought that the enemy always uses, always magnifies in our mind. So mom and dad were right there. She was in no harm, she was in no danger. She didn't lose us. Literally a person stepped up and just out of her side view, she lost it. And in that moment, a thought came. And in that moment, a feeling came. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Your, your thoughts and feeling start taking over what the truth of God's word is. And so when she got scared from that, it dragged on for a little bit. Like when she came home, it it was something that I had to take extreme authority over because I will not allow my kids to ever be fearful or scared of anything. I don't. If, the, if, there's, a, if there's a thought, if there is a thing that has come into, you know, something they've seen that now has, once again, you go in your eye gate, you know, it's not like, you, you hear this song when you're little, oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down below. <laughs> and so you remember these songs, and when you're little, you, there's so much um, emphasis on it when you get older. And it's like, it's true. Be careful what you put in your eye gate. Be careful what you put in your ear gate. Be careful what you put yourself around. Because that thought can magnify, if you're not big enough <laughs> in the Word of God, to put it into captivity and teach it to obey Christ. And so when she came home and had this fear, like that kind of stuff really bothers me because it's not gonna happen in my house because if I allow it to go on and brush it under the rug and be like, oh, kids always have, you know, kids will have bad thoughts. All kids are scared of the dark at some point. All kids of this, all kids that, if you brush it under the rug, it's a, it's, it's a root that's going to stay there and it's going to grow and it's going to grow ugly. So if I coddled it anyway, she still would have that fear today. And who knows what else fear could have opened doors to. 
and I wasn't having it. It was bad. It was like I would walk out the door to go get the mail. She would be running out the door behind me. Hey, mom, just seeing what you're doing, you know, and, and I knew, you know, parents, we need to wise up. When you see these things, get your, get your discernment out there, your discernment radar, and be like, no, this is not something that I'm going to allow in my house. This isn't something that I'm going to allow to keep going on. And so, yeah, Leslie, and so I just addressed it then and there. And we prayed, and I taught her about 2 Timothy. We don't have a spirit of fear. We have power, love, and a sound mind. Every thought that's bad is from the devil. Only thoughts that are good are from our Heavenly Father. And there was a thought teaching that I had to teach her for a little bit of time, and it broke. I'm telling you, it broke. And it's never come back. And it's like, and I didn't even bring attention to it when it broke. It's like I could see that it broke. And I thank the Lord. But she was able to get her thoughts by teaching of the word of God. And so we have to identify that. When you have a thought that's come into your mind that is not from God and not supposed to be there, what can we do? We identify the thought we're taking captive. Okay, so there was the thought. I'm lost. My parents are gone. I'm scared. Now when we come home, where'd she go? What is she doing? You know, she had this panic feel if I did anything. Like, I could be in the living It was bad. If I was in the living room, like, with them, and I got up to my room to go to the bathroom or, like, go put my pajamas on, guess who was behind me quickly in my room? Like, like we're in our house. Like she couldn't even sit in the living room without running in there. And so when I picked up on that, I was like, mm, mm -mm, this isn't going to fly. This isn't going to fly in my house. I'll kick things out so fast to make your head spin. And so, but you get that with understanding the word of God. And so you have to take those thoughts and you have to push them up against the word of God. Okay. So we have to identify how God's word speaks to the situation. Can anyone think of like a time where, where the Word of God didn't speak to a situation? I'm going to answer that real fast. The answer is no. There's not a time where the Word of God is silent on a situation. It has the answers for every situation. It has the answers for everything that you need. So look, we could have taken, um, let's go to Joshua 1.9. And so in Joshua 1.9, so you're reminded in Joshua 1.9. So when you're starting to feel, hey, hey Daryl, when you're starting to feel, feel fearful about a situation, fearful about a decision, fearful about a relationship, fearful about anything that you do, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get in a car. I don't know if I can go out into a store. I might get COVID. I don't know if I can do this. I might catch this. I don't know if I can be around them. This is what you have to remember. Start remembering what the Word of God says about fear. Get some scripture in your ammunition. Get some scripture in your arsenal there for, to, to shoot it out. So here we go. Joshua 1.9. It says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So when you get that verse... Get that verse. I got that verse in the Madeline. Bam. You don't need to be fearful. He's with you wherever you go. If you are in a situation where you were lost, remain calm. You got the Holy Spirit. He's your ultimate guide. 
He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth and into the right step and direction that you need to go into. So bam. So we have a scary situation. I gave the example of Madeline in fear. So then you have to take the situation and identify it, okay? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And then you back it up with the word of God. So we know not to be fearful, all right? Where is God in this scary situation? You think like that. Where is God in this scary situation? All right. One, we're not to be fearful in Joshua 1.9. In 2 Thessalonians 3.2, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Then you got scary thoughts. You got stuff that you don't, you don't know, you know, What's going to happen? Is God my protector? Is God this? Back it up with the word of God. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Exodus 14, 14. Go through the word of God and have stuff ready for when a thought tries to pop up and you get ready to believe the lie of the enemy. Back it up against the word of God. Back it up against his truth. And in every situation, the word of God will smash down that thought. The word of God takes that thought and puts it into captivity. The word of God takes it and refutes, refutes it. The word of God takes it, backs it up and says, Nope, this is the truth of my word. Don't touch my children. You can't harm them. I'm the Lord over them. I've won battles for them. They live in victory. And so you got to take every situation. You have a... a situation with finances you have a situation with fear you have a situation with health okay thoughts that are not taken captive will cause you to be double-minded thoughts that are not taken captive will cause you to be double-minded as i finish here two things two things that will you know keep you in the the earthly thought realm versus the heavenly thought realm would be lack of knowledge, right? What does it say in, in um, Hosea 4, is it 4, 6? Yeah, 4, 6. My people perish for their lack of knowledge. Of course, if, I love you, Nona. Jerry, yes, I'll see you later. I love you. If you don't know, like we just went through three verses to back up against the feelings that Madeline had, if you don't know the word of God, you will perish. If you didn't know that the Bible talks about how he's your ultimate healer, that you can walk in divine healing and you get sick, the sickness can take you out. You have no word to back you up as a foundation. You have no faith that, that Jesus is your healer. You, have, you know nothing because you will die, literally, spiritually and physically die from lack of knowledge. It's not just your spirit man will shrivel up and die. Your body will also die. So you have to realize that the lack of knowledge is a massive deal. A massive deal. Um, and then uh, unbelief. Unbelief is so serious. I mean, unbelief is, is not walking in faith, walking out of out of faith and walking in unbelief, you and you know, it is a sin. 
It, it's, it's, it's the opposite. You're not going to get anything from the word of God. In Mark 9, 24, um, let me go there real quick because I didn't write it out. But in Mark 9, 24, he's talking with um, the father of a boy who needs a healing. And it says, I'll start with 23. It says, Jesus said, what do you mean if I can, Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. And the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And so we're like, ah, what does that even mean? That leads you over into James. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Can I do this? Can I make this decision? Is this the right one? I did it. No, okay, I believe, I believe he can prosper us, but I, but I don't think in this situation, is it God's will? No, he heals. Well, he, heal, he, he, healed, he healed her. I just don't know if he can really heal me. Maybe it's, maybe it's like they're better than me. Maybe they did less in their past. You know, you, you will reason yourself out of walking in faith. You'll reason yourself out of a miracle. You'll talk yourself out of everything that God has for you based on a thought that needs to be taken captive. So double-minded, if your thoughts require you to have natural evidence before you believe, like Thomas, right? I won't believe that that's Jesus until I actually touch his nail holes, until I actually see and I, and I, and I can see it with my natural eye, I will not believe. We're not going to believe like that. We have super spiritual eyes. That's not faith. If you have to see it in the natural first, that's not faith faith. So we have to take our thoughts captive, be in complete control of them because the lack of knowledge and unbelief will take you in a very dangerous direction, take you in a very dangerous direction. And then um, we need to treat our minds. So our thoughts our thoughts can be the right thoughts, the heavenly thoughts that I mentioned before. You know, we take all this stuff to make our bodies healthy. We'll buy into every workout program slash diet slash pill, like my slashes, my slash drinks, everything under the sun to think we're making our bodies healthy. Now, I did a podcast on this recently with Jenya. Because, you know, once again, it's on self-control. <laughs> Man, self-control does wonders for us, right? I think Jesus was on to something when he made that one of the nine fruit of the Spirit that we're supposed to walk by. Self-control, I think he's on to something, guys. <laughs> and so, just like we want healthy bodies, we have to keep our mind healthy. Getting rid of those thoughts, the lies of the enemy, keeping them captive, putting on that helmet every day, the whole armor of God, putting on that helmet. Whatever we put our mind to is going to grow. It's Isaiah 26.3, I believe, faith. Either 26.5 or 26.3. I believe it's, it's Isaiah 26.3. Um, and so we put our minds, what have we put our thoughts to? Anxious, I'm not enough, I can't do this. 
do I do this? Yes, I do this. No, I don't do this. Yes, I do this. No, I don't do this. And you're like on a teeter-totter, back and forth, back and forth, overthinking, okay? Depressing. Anything else that steals joy and peace is going to grow, is going to grow, okay? So the opposite is true when you're doing healthy habits for your mind. Fill your mind up with heavenly thoughts. That's what's going to make your thoughts healthy. That's what's going to make your mind grow into the things of God. That's what's going to build your faith. That's what's going to, when the devil tries to attack your life, when the devil tries to go after you, you're able to combat it with the word of God, with the knowledge that you have, with praying, with spending time with him. And so that is what we're learning today is getting our thoughts captive. It's absolutely possible. It's possible because we have self-control. We have to walk in self-control. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person watching today, listening on the replay. Lord, I know this is a topic that we all deal with on a daily basis. Lord, help us. Help us each and every day with our self-control. Help us with locking the box on the thoughts that the enemy tries to send our way, that the enemy tries to put in to plant a seed that's not from you, that we will work hard at putting them captive, teaching them to obey Christ. Lord, that we will every day put on the whole armor of God, not suggesting a piece or two, that we put on the whole armor armor of God for your word of God says if we put on all the armor of God we can stand firm against all the strategies of the devil we will not be tripped up we're not called to live in struggle we're not called to live in defeat that's not our story it's not for us and we're not going to live it in the mighty name of Jesus Lord thank you that we have learned your word today that we will not perish, Lord, for we know what the word of God says. And we're constantly hungry and thirsty for the things of God. We're going after it. We're building our thoughts on heavenly thoughts. What do you have for us, Lord? What do you want for us, Lord? What can we do for you, Lord? What can we do to build the kingdom, Lord? Thank you, Jesus, that we are putting on the mind of Christ today. We're not looking back. We're not dwelling on our past. We're not believing the lies of the enemy. From we're moving forward, we live in victory. We live in strength. We live in faith. We live in power, self-control, Lord. Thank you for giving us and equipping us with all the tools that we need to carry out life every day until you come back for us. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us. Thank you for loving us so much that you've given us the truth of your word and you've given us the tools that we don't have to struggle anymore. We're going to look different. We're going to talk different, smell different, act different as a Christian. We're calling in the lost, Lord, by not just our words, but by our actions in these last days. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your power of your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you guys so much for um, being with me today. 
Um, I'm going to be back on Friday. Make sure you share this broadcast. It, it's a really in-depth subject, but these were a few things that were brought to my attention from the Word of God that I wanted to share with you and share it. Share it. Tag me. Um, I love to hear from you. I love to see you guys on social media. I appreciate you taking your afternoon to be with me. Um, uh, Friday, I'll be back in the studio for giveaways and I'm going to um, drag my mother-in-law in. No, she told me today that she would come with me. Um, and so I'm going to get with her and it's going to be a powerful time. Someone full of wisdom and grace and the Word of God. So I'm anxious to sit here and listen to her and learn from her. I'll just sit here and be on and wave and, and say hello and do giveaways. No, um, but thanks for being with us. I'm going to end this broadcast with um, a video of our new podcast for our youth that we um, have out for you, your students, your young adults, this young generation. Get the word out. Spread it. Share it. Get them subscribed because we're going higher. The Lord's coming back soon and there's no more games. No more games. I love you guys so much. I'll see you on Friday.